1: the following segment is from Monday, Football Monday, on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. You wanted to talk about the Indianapolis Colts, not surprisingly. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you're going to have very high praise for the former Eagles quarterback, Carson Wentz, right?
2: So I didn't want to make the winners and losers that we're doing here just about like teams. I feel like it's fair to go beyond the team. Carson Wentz specifically is a loser from the (laughs) 2021 NFL draft because the Colts drafted Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger at number 218 overall. And uh, I think Carson Wentz, uh, breaking news here, is actually requesting a trade again. Um, That's obviously (laughs) just a joke, but I mean, like joke aside, that's a little bit of a hedge, right? Like maybe not a big one, but it's like at least a tiny bit of a hedge against Carson Wentz. Um, And the real reason, though, like, I don't think this is a good draft for Carson Wentz, is that they didn't really get, the Colts didn't get him a ton of help. I mean, they got, like, tight end slash H-back, uh, Kylan Granson from SMU at num- number 127 or overall. That was their highest offensive player. The other guys were, like, late-round guys. Charleston wide receiver Mike Strahan. Um, Penn State offensive tackle Will Fries at number 248 overall. Like, who's the like, Colts starting left tackle right now? Do you guys know the answer to that question? I don't. Uh. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Anthony Costanzo. I know that it's Sam Tevy, who ranked 82nd out of 89 offensive tackles by PFF last year. So, like, that's the guy who's protecting Carson Wentz's blindside right now. The guy who fumbles a ton. Like, there's still some you know free agents out there. Like Eric Fisher is out there, and that could be a logical signing because he was obviously uh, in KC with Chris Ballard. Yet, yeah, there's that connection. Uh, Russell Okung is out there. Uh, Villanueva, Jason Peters still out there. So they can get a Band-Aid, like a stopgap, but that's just not good enough. I mean, uh, you can say they did a good job by not forcing the pick, but there's no one protecting Carson Wentz's blindside reliably right now.
3: BLG, uh, I agree with you overall. And so like if Carson Wentz is a loser, the Indianapolis Colts are mega losers because they're the ones who hitched their wagon to him. Or, like, they're the ones who went out and traded for him. This isn't like a free agent quarterback they sign. Um, I saw your uh, your BGN co-host Jimmy Kemsky tweet during the Aaron Rodgers hysteria leading up to the first round, like the Colts are now seeing Aaron Rodgers be available and thinking, like, "Holy crap, we just went and you know acquired Carson Wentz." Uh, Stats and I banged the drum a lot on the look ahead. Go get Kenny Galladay. I know Allen Robinson, you know, didn't hit free agency, but I mean the Colts, they did nothing. And this this was a quarterback that if you were going to acquire him, you were going to have to coddle him. That was a that was a reality, right? Like we all knew that. And like if you accept that, then fine, but then coddle him. If you don't coddle him, you're 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 just you're doing the exact same thing that the Eagles did. Um, I, in fact, I think you're doing less. Like the Eagles, at least drafted Jalen Rager last year. Um, granted, they did draft Jalen Hurts. I thought it was funny. I saw a lot of people's pro comp for Sam Ellinger uh, is in fact Jalen Hurts, which is just you know hilarious uh, in the grand scheme of it all. Uh, for non-Texas-based people, uh, just you know, since the University of Texas hasn't been relevant in forever, which I'm obligated <laughs> to say as a fight in Texas Aggie, Sam Ellinger is the quarterback who mouthed the the idea that Texas was back after the Sugar Bowl win over Georgia a couple of years ago. So he is. Is like a meme and I think that that's uh and he's a big personality online and I, I I know it sounds like I'm joking here but I think that's a big thing here as opposed to even who like Kellen Mott out of AM who went to Minnesota he's not this you know not this heavy known name throughout like online circles and communities and like someone who people on blogs and in comment sections like at Stampede Blue are going to be talking about everybody knows Samuel Andrews name again as a Cowboys fan, I can tell you, like, half of my family was like, the Cowboys need to draft Sam Ellinger just as a backup. Because everybody wants that dude, right, like, from their favorite college or whatever. And that's that's going to be a thing. Like, if Carson Wentz is the the guy we think that's, like, you know, up late at night on Reddit reading every comment about him, he's going to see a lot of Sam Ellinger comments. And this just – also, uh, BLG, we talked about Quiddy Pay on the NFC East mixtape. And that was the Colts' first pick. Um, and I, I just I don't know. Overall it was a, a really flat draft from a GM
1: that a lot of people tout as one of the best of the NFL. I love Chris Ballard. I think Chris Ballard is a very good GM. I'm Pacing really point. Surpri- I'm surprised at the way he went. You know, we were talking about how Cincinnati already had weapons for Burrow. Like, who's Carson Wentz's biggest weapon right now for the Colts? Like T. Y. Hilton. The ghost of T. Y. Hilton, who was dead in the water last year until he went on a run late in the season. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do not feel good if I'm a Colts fan about my weapons. Like, you have the worst offensive weapons in the division by far, even worse than Jacksonville, I feel like. Worse Houston. than Houston? Yeah, Houston. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, w- I was only talking about professional teams.
3: Yeah. Well, okay. but like, Houston has Kiki QT. Like, would you not like trade almost any Colts wide receiver for Kiki QT? I think Pittman could be good. I'm not going yeah, to Pittman. Pittman's that's okay. a great point. But that's it. Like, okay, so that's your superstar at this point. Yeah, right. So he's not a difference maker. That's your fastball. I mean, it's it's really stunning, especially in a in a time and I feel like this has been the case with everyone in the AFC South except for the Titans, which is a credit to them, but like Houston had an... The moment Andrew Luck retired, Houston had an opportunity to run that division and they completely, like, fell all over themselves. Jacksonville, (laughs) you know, went to the AFC title game now four years ago and then afterwards just, like, got so full of themselves from a front office perspective and then fell all over themselves. Indianapolis is looking at a division where Jacksonville... I mean, it's only a matter of time, seemingly, until Trevor Lawrence has established himself and they're at least a mild threat. Houston is currently still falling all over themselves. Tennessee is your only threat and you don't even do... it like. You, you, you need your A.J. Brown, like look no further than your division to see the example that you need.
1: You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor in chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out, we think you're really gonna like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple.